You're listening to DraftKings Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Isn't it funny that Oprah is on the cover of Oprah magazine every issue? Yeah, it's one of my favorite things, actually. How great will it be when, when they throw in a surprise there? No, that's the thing. It's the one dependable thing in my life, <laughs> is that Oprah is going to be on the this cover of Oprah. Char- Charlie Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan. That's Charlotte Wilder. I'm still in New York City. It is decidedly a lot colder today than it was yesterday, Charlotte. Yeah, they did that for you. They were like, he can't be too comfortable. Dude, I was comfortable yesterday, even though it was raining. But regardless, the show goes on. We got a great show for you guys today. Hey, one of my favorite interviews happened at All-Star Weekend. It was Brad Miller. Oh, Brad Miller, what a storyteller. Also a fisherman and a hunter and starting a new basketball league. All of those things There's and a lot more going on. in that conversation with Brad Miller. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Two-time All-Star. He's an All-Star in, in Indiana and then he was an All-Star in Sacramento. And he's got stories about that too. So don't miss that. Also, the Knicks protest. It was declined. Mm, I'm sorry. I'll explain why. Because I know a lot of Knicks fans are like, this is bullshit. It's, it's a grand conspiracy. And they're asking, where's the New York media now? And their best Monty Williams voice. Also, Charlotte. Bet the show? Bet the show. But first. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James and the LA Clippers. Section four, paragraph three, uh, part B says contractually obligated to talk about LeBron James. So, uh, sorry guys, that's straight from Adam Silver. (laughs) It's an edict. There is a grand conspiracy. We're the media. We're in on it. LeBron James, however, and the Lakers beat the Clippers Mm. sort of at both of their houses. Uh, But it was Maybe the last time. Maybe the last time it's going to be both of their houses. I know. And it was a Clippers home game, but the crowd was all wearing Lakers gear. Mm. So Odd. You never see that. LeBron James led a comeback against the Clippers mm-hmm. in mostly the fourth quarter, uh, which is when comebacks happen. Mostly. Sometimes they happen so, earlier. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, he is now 40 points away from 40,000 points in his career. It just doesn't even sound real, to no, be honest with you. No, it doesn't. And the part that makes it so scary mm-hmm. is 40 points away from 40,000. It's not like, oh, he'll get him in the next 20 games or something like he might get it the next game so i wonder what the tickets are going to be like over the next couple of games for the lakers whether home or on the road when you're like i could be there 
for history, right? Yeah. The other part of this is, and, and this is the part where it's great, we marvel at it, but also I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. LeBron scored or assisted on 11 of the 13 baskets made by the Lakers in that fourth quarter comeback. That's amazing. Also, do I want my 40-year-old to have to do all of that for us to be able to win a game? I was going to say, incredible, great stat, go LeBron, good mm-hmm. for you. Shouldn't be that way. You should have like at least one guy who can maybe get like five of them. Or heaven forbid, like get something else for someone else, right? Like the, something where LeBron just doesn't have to be Superman, like put it on his shoulders and and save the day. And I think that's that's one of the biggest concerns about the Lakers is that, and I, you know, I think this is consistent with LeBron's entire career. Mm-hmm. He has to save the day. It, yeah, he's kind of the type of player that. The infrastructure is so heavily dependent on him. Like, there's no part of this where it's like, hey, let's go and do this to make life easier for LeBron. Do you think he likes that? Do you think he likes the role? Because I feel like if if at a certain point you've done this for 21 years mm-hmm. and it's been the same story for a lot of it, there's a part of it that maybe LeBron is playing it or maybe it's because he sort of likes that well we've, we've had years in the past where it's like this year we're gonna get the ball out of lebron's hands and try to get him some easy ones and lebron's like yes and then like three weeks in it's like never mind just give me the ball and let me do it minutes so, restriction all those things I, I think i think yes i think he's a control freak in that regard yeah i get it though if you're better at something yeah. than everybody else why would you not why would you be like i'm gonna let someone else do it he's yeah. like i'm gonna do this also interesting i mean the next two games are Wizards at Lakers okay, and then Nuggets at Lakers. So if wow. he breaks that record at the Nuggets game wow. at Staples. So so here's the crazy part. So, right, so the Wizards obviously are terrible. Yes. So there is a chance oh, he could just come out and, and drop 40 on the Wizards. Mm-hmm. But because the Wizards are terrible, there's a chance that he may not have to do a whole lot, may not even have to play the fourth quarter. He could sit out, thus setting up. For a monumental matchup with the Nuggets. Which I want for LeBron, but I also want for the Michael Malone press conference. Yeah. After. He's like, everyone's talking about the Lakers. That That's your Michael Malone? Yeah, well, I haven't really workshopped it, but we will get better as time goes on. Um, okay, I mean, speaking of legalese of the rule book of what mm. we're contractually obligated to yes. talk about, the Knicks actually tried to do something... Uh, basketball legally uh, yeah. and protest uh, call that made them lose the end of the game against the Rockets yep. a few weeks ago, months ago. Time is a social construct. It didn't work. Why? Because it right. was not the correct call. So why did this protest fail? So, so this is this is an interesting thing. People think protest means like if we prove that we were right, that means we win. And that's not how the league does it because it doesn't want to undermine referees and it doesn't want to be inundated with replaying of ends of games because a ref messed up a call right in this case Aaron Holiday was attempting a shot Jalen Brunson closed out and they called a foul on Jalen Brunson although after further review and obviously you know the last two minute report that came out turns out yeah Brunson didn't really foul him Mm -hmm. the Knicks were protesting that the league is saying Okay, that's not a violation of the rules, right? That's just a bad call. Right. Meaning, oh, we thought he fouled him, but in, ter- in, in terms of he didn't foul him, that's not what you can get a overturning for. An overturn happens for something like, oh, he called him for uh, illegal defense. Like, how could it be an illegal defense if 
he has the ball. Right. right. So the best example I could give is the last thing that got overturned, mm -hmm. which was the ending of a Heat Hawks game in which Shaquille O'Neal fouled out. Yep. But it turns out he didn't foul out. He only had five fouls. So there was an accounting error. Okay. It wasn't, hey, Shaq didn't foul that guy. That foul shouldn't have counted. It was, you guys said it was his sixth foul, but it was actually just his fifth foul. And that was an, an actual accounting rule violation error as opposed to just a bad call. Right, because the language they use, the, the league said in a release, because the foul call at issue reflected an error in judgment, New York did not demonstrate a misapplication of the playing rules, right. and the extraordinary remedy of upholding a game protest was not warranted. Yes. Um, Knicks fans. Sorry. I'm, I don't know Them's that. the rules. Bet the show. I feel like I should have a ringmaster hat on. Bet the show, I mean, yes. is sponsored by DraftKings. And you got to stay tuned because you will hear more about DraftKings and all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Hell yeah. I mean, you have to take one of these bets. There are eight games tonight. Okay. The bet is that a total of 80 or more players will score in double digits. Across the, the league. Okay. All right. Are you willing to bet? This mm -hmm. is the wager. Mm -hmm. A pizza party. In honor of Darko's pizza party yeah. for the Raptors, if you win, you get a pizza party for the oddball team. Uh, if you lose, you have to pour your soul into a hype-me-up for Scotty Barnes on why he's going to be the face of the NBA and not Jason Tatum, Anthony Edwards, Wemby, or anybody else. It's a very Coach Darko slanted uh, wager here. It uh, is. Okay, can I hear what the other bet is? Before yeah, the other bet is that Jokic will end the regular season averaging a triple-double. What's he averaging now? Since the All-Star break, he's got a triple-double in all four games in the third quarter. Uh, Shout-out to at Harrison Wind of DNVR Sports for that. In 56 games played this season, he is averaging 26.1 points per game, 12.3 rebounds, 9.3 assists, and shooting 58.3%. The wager, are you willing to bet watching all three seasons of Slow Horses on Apple TV Plus? Why the hell is, this? is Slow Horses? If you lose, you really kind of win still because Slow Horses is a great show about British spies and not really about horses. But you get where we're going with this, right? You know, because Jokic like horses. Oh, just take the bet and watch the show. Oh, I'm going to okay. take the bet of the of the uh, 80 players scoring in double digits. Okay. Because I like pizza. Great. And like getting pizza is better than watching a show about horses. That getting pizza is awesome. Also, hyping up Scotty Barnes would be funny anyway. I've hyped up worse. Yeah. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and, more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. 
plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Our next guest is a two-time All-Star, mm-hmm. a native son of Indiana. Yes. Not only grew up here, went to high school here, went to college at Purdue, and mm-hmm. played for the Pacers. You know, you got the trifecta going. The fourfecta. There you go. There's four. I don't know what the fourth one is. Wait, high school, co- oh. <laughs> middle school? Growing up. There you That's go, middle school, high school. school. Anyway, it's Brad Miller. Brad Miller's here. <laughs> It's the all-star break, but it's not really a break, right? Not when you're an all-star. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. now they get a whole week, what they got done yeah. Wednesday, and then they don't play again until practice till Wednesday, yep. I think. So they give them a full week. Yeah. So the all-stars leave here Sunday, private jet to go somewhere for a couple of days. But yeah. back then it was like literally the game Sunday, fly back right to the team, you know. Tuesday we playing. Monday got practice. Yeah, Monday like, practice Tuesday were playing. And everyone else come back, got like five days yeah. off, and <laughs> you've been getting up, doing media. You were doing punished this. for being so good at basketball. Yeah. Do you feel like when you were named an all-star, what did that feel like, though? Oh, I didn't believe it. Really? Because uh, Isaiah told me we were after practice, yeah. and I knew J.O. got announced as a starter, and yeah. we had the best record at the selection time in the East Coast, and mm-hmm. he's like, you're an all-star. I'm like, you're full of <laughs> I'm like, that ain't no damn way, <laughs> you know, and still didn't really catch, you know, as they had to have two centers. And I was like, well, I guess you look at Ben Wallace and me. And then there wasn't the East at that point. Everyone had moved out West, the big boys. Right. Right. And then I go next year out to the big boys and made the team and again. made it again, yeah. yeah. I, I remember that was like the whole yeah. thing was that first All-Star said, well, the East is watered down, and that's why he made the All-Star yeah. team. He gets going to go to the West, and, man, and we were again. rolling with the Kings that year, yeah. too. Like, and a couple back then, you know, a couple triple doubles before All-Star break. like That blew people's minds. Yeah, because they were like, man, you don't get to do that. Like, you know, and I'm like, but Sacramento was the start of the big guys being able to pass. So it's like, man, that was a phenomenal system. And Page was yeah. dang near MVP that year. I was like, feed Page, feed Page. Like, this is so easy with that system. I work for the Suns, and I we had like a whole section of our playbook that we just literally ripped off of Rick Adelman. All that stuff. Everybody did. It was IQ. It was all off a field. I mean, they would obviously the set would start in certain spots, but but then after that they were playing. Yeah, because it's like if you want to take this guy this away, make him go back. Mm -hmm. We're like, cool. Right. (laughs) Let's go this way. way. Yeah, because this guy's not paying attention over here. And I mean, I'm fascinated by like teams that never won the championship, but impacted well, yeah, basketball that, and obviously well, the Sacramento team. Was, yeah, that 2000 team got yeah. shafted so bad out yeah. there. Like, I remember watching that game at home here in Indianapolis. Yeah. I was with, I'm like, holy crap, like this is bad. What does it feel like to have All-Star Weekend in Indiana? I was excited. Like, yeah. you know, I got the solos coming and I haven't gone to an All-Star game since obviously only two I played in. There's really? the only ones I've been to. It's like, oh, wow. but, you know, it's cool. Like seeing all, like J.O. is excited. Like he was one of my favorite bigs. Only got to play a year and a half, but mm-hmm. man, it was so fun to play with him. So I kind of talked to him and then Al Harrington off that team. I talked to him occasionally stuff still. So see those guys and Meta, Ron, whatever. <laughs> I keep running across him all the, you know, a couple times a year out in Sacramento. And 
everywhere else it seems like like what are you doing out here in denver <laughs> <laughs> just it's random everywhere. yeah just random like. <laughs> it's uh it, it that's one of the weird things about the nba is that you play with guys like for instance jo you play with them for a year and a half but it's like lifelong friends oh yeah off of a year and a yeah. half of being co-workers yeah. well because i mean it's so intense yeah it's I'm, so intense and you're basically living together mm-hmm. oh yeah i mean it's a whole, on the team planes you know i mean if you're not a sleeper you're up bs and playing cards <laughs> playing video games whatever i mean yeah. i used to bring a tv and my playstation you're starting a very cool thing the ubl Yes. Can you tell us? It's a. You said it's like a minor. It's league like a, for- a new minor league system. So we're gonna have like basically we're gonna start in Indiana and Texas this fall is the mm-hmm. first two states uh, to start it, and so like it'll be an open tryout. Pretty much eighteen to twenty-five is kind of our category, but anyone that's out of high school basically and wants to try the play, you know, I mean, so we're gonna have open tryouts, eight teams in each state that will play against each other. It's going to be owned part by the fans. 20% can be owned by the fans where you get to buy one share, part of choices of potential trades, you know, and all the part that get, a, you know, get some input on it actually and be a part of it. Um, I'm going to be the representative for the Fort Wayne team. So I'm excited. That's my. How'd you get involved with it? So Ricky Davis, I played with my rookie year and yeah. obviously knew from big 10 days of kicking his butt when he was at Iowa <laughs> and I was at Purdue. So. Um, him and another guy that owned part of TBL teams and kind of came up with this idea a couple of years ago and approached me a few months ago. I had the first call and just really hit it off the idea of it. And, you know, we've been adding a bunch of different players and it's about being close. Like Bonzi Wells grew up in Muncie, so he's got in charge of the Muncie team. So we're trying to get all NBA guys. Jared Jeffries, he's from Bloomington, yeah. Indiana. Got him, AJ Hammonds. Lives in Indy, but he's going to do the Lafayette. So that's Purdue cool. trying to work on Robbie Hummel, do the region, yeah. you know, have it kind of coordinate guys locally and that are all NBA players. And we'll be part of, you know, the team very well vested as well as interest of ownership kind of deal. So it's a motivation to do it. But, you know, we'll have the preliminary like minor league in the fall and then eventually we'll have a pro league in the springtime and it could be older guys or the best players of the fall league will pick a couple and make a one super team and then the goal is eventually every state will have the pro teams and they'll play against each other in the springtime when did you know oh i'm really good at this well shoot i grew up foot in high school so once i started getting taller and started dunking i was like okay now (laughs) now we're different you know because i played guard until i grew so i was always able to handle the ball pass and i played other sports but basketball is my family and my uncle played at kentucky one at west virginia one at oklahoma seven foot six eleven six nine wow my sister six four said six five when she played (laughs) so it was always Okay, when am I gonna grow too? You yeah. know what I mean? I oh, think, so you were a late bloomer yeah, now. Oh, super late. I mean, I was only like 205 out of high school, 611. I mean, it was just, oh my wow. God. grew straight up. But my prep school coach had all the confidence. Hey, well, that place really changed the, my whole direction of everything. Right. I mean, I got there and I'd gone Providence, Purdue, and Oklahoma State as my three schools. And But I got there and it was like Georgetown, every Big East school right. was like, wait a minute, who's this guy? Who's this guy? And my coach, he was pumping me on. He's like, this guy's a pro. I'm like, all right, we'll find out. But yeah. he always had the most confidence in me. You graduate Purdue in 98. Lockouts happening. Yeah. So you're one of like, I want to say 
three or four different classes in the NBA that you guys didn't get. You didn't get summer league. You didn't get like a regular training camp. You got dropped into chaos pretty oh, yeah. much. And it was chaos in Charlotte. I think Dave Counts quit after like 10 games on us. Yeah. Just showed up practice like, where's, where's coach? They're like, oh, he, he ain't coming in today. <laughs> so Paul Silas took over. And, but I mean, I was playing in Italy because I didn't get drafted. Mm -hmm. So I got to play USA basketball world championships yep. that year. I mean, they scrambled in July. Like, oh, we got to make up a team in like a matter of two weeks. Yep. Yeah, we did, got a bronze out of it, but it, it was all set up for NBA. I was like, oh. This is much nicer than playing USA college teams. <laughs> like, yeah, we, we had the Knicks pri private playing, all oh. cozy, <laughs> staying in Monte Carlo. I, yeah. Oh my God. It's, that's hilarious. I never thought about that. Like the itinerary was set up for, for NBA. For a dream team. Yeah. yeah. But because of the lockout, right. none of those guys were playing. So it's like. And then I didn't wasn't drafted, so they couldn't do anyone that was drafted because right. they had their rights. Right. Yeah. Right. So like literally the lockout draft happened. Next day, agents like, where do you want to go? I'm like, where were they yesterday? And basically Charlotte went down there for a day and a half right before the lockout and did a workout and stuff, kicked everyone else's butt that they brought in, you know, kind of had a verbal deal. Like, all right. So then played USA, then went to Italy and picked a Division II team that I could get out of my contract because my agent's like, well, you can't just leave Europe. Like, right. a contract, oh, FIBA right. will hold you like forever. So I was like, go to Spain, play D1 or play D2 in Italy where I could get out of it. So I'm like, Italy it is, D2. And it was like- Where second, in Italy? Uh, Livorno, Italy. Okay. So just outside Pisa. <laughs> Got food poisoning like twice. I'm, you know, I'm just trying man. to imagine Brad in Italy, man. No. I know. You speak any Italian? Uh, un poquito. Oh. No. <laughs> no, the only one I remember is Vaffanculo. Oh, there you go. That's a, That's a mean favorite. Yeah. Well, that was the first thing they taught me was every cuss word. Yeah. And then I was like, I need to know left and right and pick coming to tell you if someone's coming up. And But yeah, so that was like a super young team. and. It was, so when I came back, I was in shape, shape. So right. I was like yeah. watching Derek Coleman. <laughs> DC, yeah. Man, he was Chucky Brown, I loved him too. He yeah. was not in shape. They, those guys had done nothing apparently, you yeah. can tell. So it's that, like. That lockout season yeah. when everyone came back, is, it was weird. It was like coming, coming back to school after summer break and you see like, who's just been chilling the whole time. The yes. whole time, <laughs> like the whole time. Who's been in the house. Are you going to anything this All-Star Weekend? Yeah, I'm going to gonna... check out everything this time. Uh, yeah. You know, with Indy, it's like everything's nice. It's right here. That's why I'd say Super Bowl is great. Mm -hmm. All these events in India is set up perfect. I've always loved that part. You get the big city, it's an hour bus ride away, 45 minutes here. Traffic could be an hour and a half. You know, you're like, man, yeah, five-minute walk here, 10 minute at the most. So, yeah, actually going to have some friends. We're going to check out all the celebrity game this time. I mean, I went all that stuff my first year. Yeah. All started in second. I was like, oh man, I'm tired. I just want to rest. It's weird because if you watch those all-star games, they were competitive. Like yeah. guys Back were then, yeah. oh, yeah. trying to win. I mean, that first one was Jordan's last yeah. year. He the damn shot. I went to that game. Kobe got fouled and the refs uh, put him on the free throw line and, yeah. and there was a part where everyone was like, just let it go. Like, yeah. it, it was perfect. It was, it, it, was, was, it was end of the story. Yeah. Like, Turn around, Jay over. They call it stupid Sean foul. Mary. Yeah. And they that's call it, it was foul, the foul. So then we go overtime. That's what it was. And then KG started balling out, and that's why he won All-Star MVP. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, uh, but hunting. 
you know, you, you host a show, Country Boys Outdoors. Yeah, been there. That's it, look. It's one of. I mean, it's not surprising. Everyone who knows knows you knew that you were into it. But the idea that it's not like just recreationally, I'm going hunting. Like you're doing it at a level where you were hosting a show about it. Yeah, yeah. still doing that. Did, did you did you ever imagine like having a second life, a second career in this? Well, everybody's always, you know, once you get about halfway, five, six years in the league, people start that are 12, 15. You know, obviously everyone's in a lot more businesses now and always mm -hmm. trying to teach that because it's like, you know, my rookie year, it's like, oh, I'll just go play golf when I'm done every day. And I did that. You know, towards the end of careers, like, I can't do this all the time. I got to come up with something. And right. I loved outdoors. And so I met a guy who, Come, a good friend of mine. He has his own show, Addicted to Outdoors. He does production. He has a show, Spear Life, now. So, like, I go spear fishing with him for his show, Spear Life, and now I make that a CBO show. Yeah. And so I've learned kind of my funness, and you know, it's like the adventures of travel. I've been to New Zealand for it. I've gone to Africa twice now to hunt. Mm -hmm. Went to Lithuania to hunt roe deer with Darius Singalia because he oh, was wow. he was one of my good rookies in yeah. Sacramento, and oh, he's man. always I'm like I don't know what they are, but I just want to see your country and it yeah. gives me a reason, yeah. an excuse to go travel to another country is the hunt world. So and then the connections of it, spawning to meet people for the fishing pole company I have. We have Tangle Free Pole for Kids. The only one out there in the world. I need that. A guy out of Michigan invented it. He was an inventor. He was, took a golf shaft, had like a brass fitting on it, put a reel on it. Yeah. And that's how he got the original patent like 10 years ago or something. So I partnered up with Anthony Tolliver from Minnesota and him and his partner had started this and then mm -hmm. I jumped in and it's expanded to a ton of stuff. There's one of the funniest subcultures in the NBA is hunting and fishing NBA. Yeah. So many dudes are into fishing in the NBA. There's not many hunters like Paul George. Yeah. We were trying Paul to get George him. likes to fish? Huge What fishing. are we talking, fly fishing? I don't know if he flies, he's just bass fishing. Okay, right? I would like to go fishing with them. I'm very good at fishing. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually very good at fishing. She's good on the water. Yeah, she's... I'm good at boats. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that. I love boating too. It's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Well, you know, we're gonna have a show where we go golfing and fishing yeah. with NBA players. Well, that's what I do. I keep the pocket combo in my golf bag, so I have a three-cast rule. <laughs> Every good pond that I see, I'll be like, one, While... two, three-cast. Okay, we're back, back to golf. While you're golfing? <laughs> oh yeah. Are there ever any fish in those ponds, bro? You can figure out which ones have fish. Some of them don't, but some of them definitely do. What do you do with the fish when you catch it in the golf course? Oh, it's course? just throw back, catch oh, okay. and release. Okay. It's just about catching one and the I'm like, you bring in a cooler, like what are we talking about? Oh man, that'd be red, that'd be super redneck Very. golfing. <laughs> like you bring the cooler back. What are you golfing? No, I'm here fishing. But I can't fish it unless I pay to golf. Yeah, you never know, Brad. Yeah. You just, I had to check. Yeah, not that bad. Brad, thanks for joining us, man. This yeah. has been great. No problem at all. Thank been you fun. so much. Yeah. Well, I'll see you on the course. Yeah. Or, the or fishing. Yeah. Fishing. <laughs> fishing or hunting. Oprah adapts to the seasons as opposed to like, the seasons adapt. The seasons. You guys are waiting for Puxatani Phil or whatever the fuck his name is to let you know when spring is coming. <laughs> yeah. Oprah came out wearing Oprah. like Oprah pastels. was wearing teal. <laughs> yeah. So. Phil. <laughs>